You are now politicking with Poe on PoePoliticking.com. I don't know how y'all see it, but when it comes to the children, Wu-Tang is for the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? He is the greatest Laker of all time. Five-time champion. The only guard to play with one team for 20 years. You know, I don't quit. I'm mean, I keep pushing and pushing and pushing and see if I can figure this damn thing out. That's who I am. And I'll try my best and I'll keep on, keep on going, man. My brain, it cannot process failure. It will not process failure. I love what I do. And it's as simple as that. I get so much enjoyment from it. Once I made that commitment and said I want to be one of the greatest ever, then the game became everything for me. I knew that I was not going to be stopped. So at the age of 18, this was my life. <laughs> so you can't possibly become better than me because you're not spending the time on it that I do. Even if you want to spend the time on it, you can't. Because you have other things, you have other responsibilities that are taking you away from it. So I already won. It's a lifestyle. It's a full-time commitment. You make a choice to say, come hell or high water, I'm going to be this. Then you should not be surprised when you are that. What we're saying, this cannot be accomplished, this cannot be done. We are shortchanging ourselves. When you try hard enough, dare enough, trust yourself enough, you will always go further. I think everybody's born with creativity, but I believe it's the trust in yourself and the trust in your emotions to, to talk to yourself, so to speak, to become your own psychologist, to let your emotions out on a piece of paper, to not be afraid of anything, not be afraid of what people say, not be afraid of what people may say. Just be yourself. What's up? What's up? What's up? This is Poe. Welcome to another edition of Poe Politicking. How you doing? How you living? Had to come in, give my, uh, you know, Kobe died a couple weeks ago. I didn't really talk about it that much, but, uh, yeah, like all that stuff you just was hearing him saying, that was why I was really a big fan of Kobe. Because I feel like uh, Kobe's mindset is what anybody can apply to their lives and use. So, he wanted to be the best basketball player. But shit, I might want to be the best manager or the best podcaster. But whatever you want to do, you just got to give your all and do your best and just keep keep grinding, keep getting better and it'll come. So, Kobe was a prime example of that. When he was young, he knew he wanted to be one of the greatest basketball players. And he achieved that. So that was really dope. I said, really big fan of Kobe. Uh, really sad about him and Gigi passing away and the other other people in the, in the helicopter. It was really sad. So big fan of Kobe. Uh, trying to thank my... Yeah, that was the main thing. I remember also I used to like listen to a lot of his interviews and just his uh, documentaries. And I just remember him saying he wakes up like, you know, four in the morning to work out at five. And he works out like four or five times a day. 
So that's how he was getting that advantage. You know, at first, when he first got to the league, I think he played for the Hornets. He wasn't good like that. You know, he was, he was a, a good for a high schooler coming to the pros, but that's still elite. So, you know, like I said, he started working out at, he said he worked out at five, do that for, you know, go eight, five to eight, and then he'll go eat, uh, rest a little bit, go back at 12, then go eat, rest a little bit at three, then he'll go back at, I think he said three or four, eat, rest a little bit, and then he'll go back at night and do it again. So, like I said, he was doing that his whole career, and that's why Kobe became Kobe. So, um, yeah, shout out, rest in peace to Kobe. Um, like I said, no, his family is really mourning him right now. A lot of people love Kobe. Speaking of that, uh, I don't know if y'all watched the Gail King, Lisa Leslie interview. So, you know, Gail King is uh, Oprah's homegirl. I think she works for, well, I don't know if she works for Oprah or not, but I know it's Oprah's homegirl. And Lisa Leslie, you know, she played uh, WNBA for the um, Los L.A. Sparks. So they was interviewing by Kobe. They was in Lisa Leslie's house. Is what looked like it. And um, Lisa Leslie was saying basically they grew up together. Like she met Kobe before when Kobe, you know, he didn't play for the Lakers yet, and you know she didn't play for the Sparks yet. So they just grew together. And she was saying that's like her little, her little brother, you know. So then Gail asked her, so what do you think about the rape allegations and stuff like that? And um, you know Lisa Leslie, I think she was defending right, and she was telling him like, oh, I got this, this. You know, she asked about. I was, like, me as a journalist, I was thinking, like, she just kept digging. I guess that's what they paying you to do. That's what you're supposed to do. But I think that was just inappropriate because that wasn't her, you know, she he ain't raped. That shit had nothing to do with Lisa Leslie. So why was you asking Lisa Leslie about it? Then you went, like, she went, like, five or six questions deep into it. Like, she kept asking questions. So after this third, when you get to the third question, she's still telling you, like, she's basically telling her she didn't want to talk about it. But she's like, well, I thought the case was dismissed. And she was like, well, it was dismissed because the, 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 the accuser didn't show up. And at least it's like, well, we should leave it like that. So I think when she said that, that was kind of, but, but, you know, Gail kept going. So she got a lot of backlash. And one of the main people was Snoop. And I guess Snoop and Kobe were really tight. You know, Snoop, uh, Snoop is from L.A. Kobe, you know, L.A. his whole career, 20 years. So he made an Instagram video. Basically call it Gail King. Let me let me try to find it. Let me find it for y'all. I'll try to find it right quick. This is what Snoop said to Gail King. I should have played the Gail King Lisa Leslie interview. Let me play that some of that interview right quick. It ain't that long, so I'll play it. Let me just rewind it to where it was at. It's in your nature to push yourself. Yeah, they don't add play. It's your dad's boy. It's in our nature to push you. It'll be alright when dad come off. About five minutes. I'm gonna let it play out the whole video, whole interview. Everything. 
watch Kobe's interviews, like the way he talks, the way he moves his mouth, when he licks his lips, when he puts his tongue out, when he plays, everything was about Michael Jordan, and that's the player that meant everything to him, and he wanted to be great, not good, but great, like Michael Jordan. When people say arrogant, that's not what you remember. See, that was already kind of shady right there. There is arrogance. Absolutely. So that was already like, like I said, she already picking right there. She's like, when they say arrogant, uh, aloof, was that uh, that wasn't about him. But she said, no, that was him on the court. He wasn't like that in real life. Like, yeah, on the court, he thought he was the best ever. He, that's what she's trying to be. So, see, she already started, though. So, here you go. Absolutely. But the arrogance is not the Basketball. You know, he was really making change. Was he? Yes, he was changing the mindsets of other. You heard that? Really? Like, you know what I'm saying? She was, you know what I'm saying? She had, they was, I'm keep going, but yeah, she had a little, like, she was digging and trying to be a little, you know, I ain't like her tactics, but she, like I said, really? like a reach question anyway like yeah she wrapped that all the way around back to Lisa Leslie is it complicated that Kobe that allegation came up in 2003-2004 is that complicated for Lisa Leslie as a player in the WNBA okay Digging and digging, so you know he just passed. So this is kind of like uh, 
I just think this is the wrong time for that interview. And then Kobe, like I said, that was from 2003. So 17 years later, now you're trying to bring it up like it's a fresh topic. You could have interviewed him back then. You know, you had 17 years to get an interview with him, asking these questions. So, yeah. I just, it's just, I just don't, I just don't believe that. And I'm not saying things didn't happen. I just don't believe that things didn't happen with force. Is it even a fair question to talk about it, considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved? Or is it really part of his history? I think that the media should be more respectful um, at this time. It, it's like if you had questions about it, you've had many years to ask him that. I don't think it's something that we should keep hanging over his legacy. I mean, he went to, it went to trial. Yeah, the case, it was dismissed because the victim in the case refused to testify. So it was dismissed. And I think that that's how we should leave it. It is interesting to me how deeply his, his death has affected so many different types of people. Why do you think people are so deeply affected, in many cases, by a man they did not know? I really think it's the idea that you rooted for him or you didn't. But that was an emotion evoked either way. You know what I keep thinking, Lisa, as, as often as the case? It was probably just another ordinary day for them. And then in seconds, your life See, is... See, I go back to them. <laughs> hey, really, that's crazy. The quote about um, joy and sorrow are inseparable. And it's just that. Like, sorrow has been... Yeah, so... And I say, I guess a lot of people... She got a lot of uproar about that interview. I think even LeBron said something. So I'm trying to go to what LeBron said. I think he... Gave Lisa Leslie props for, uh, yeah, here you go. Lisa, LeBron James gives props to Lisa Leslie while chastising Gail, uh, chastising Gail King over Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I don't know where to tweet at, but yeah, he was just, oh, here you go. Protect Lisa Leslie at all costs. You are the real superhero. Sorry you had to go through that. We are our own worst enemies. Mamba for life. So, LeBron said that, but I think the worst one was uh, Snoop's, so... This is what Snoop said. Alright, let me find it. Here you go. Well, Snoop and Bootsy. So, and now it's two. Yeah, so I'm going to keep going with this. But here's, here's the first one. Let me find the Snoop one. So that was a threat. Basically, when he said that part, it turned to a threat. And also, 
Boosie said something, but I ain't, I'm worried about Snoop. I think Snoop is, see, that's the thing, too. I think, uh, uh, we give these, so, these celebrities, just because you can rap and perform, don't mean you, like, you know, we got to listen to, you know, we give them too much of a platform as far as uh, issues like this. So, but I know Snoop had a right to say something because, like I said, Kobe's his, his boy. But, yeah, he's been getting backlash now because Gail, Gail King, she had to come out with a video saying... It was a long video, because I think even that clip was like five minutes, so she was like, it was a long video. CBS, they only played that clip, so she said she was kind of blindsided how they did that. So she was kind of, she was apologizing, but then Snoop, like I said, she said she started receiving death threats, and I think even Oprah was worried about her. So Snoop had to come out with an apology, so he's apologizing on this video. This just happened like 19 hours ago. So yesterday, too much. Yeah, kind of he done ads, boy. Let me see if that so ad come out. Shout out to Domino's, though. I like Domino's. Shout out to Domino's. Yeah, once this ad play, I'll play uh, Snoop's apology to Gil King. So Snoop had to apologize. He had somebody, I want to say, I forgot if somebody in, like, the government, but she was saying, like, better not, nothing happened to Gail King, or I'm going to bring an army after you. So it started getting big. And like I said, uh, I don't think Snoop should say that either, man. Like I said, he knows she's 70 years old. Why was you saying that in the first place? You know what I'm saying? So we kind of go back to Dave Chappelle when he was like, uh, I always think of that joke when he was like, what Ja Rule say? So it's like, why do we always got to go to these celebrities for their opinions on things, especially celebrities that are not qualified on the subject? So, yeah, so hopefully that's okay now. It's not, uh, they worked that out. So, yeah. But I think that's enough. I was going to talk about some more stuff, but it's a lot going it's, um, it's a pretty long intro right there. So I'm about to go to this interview I did with Jane Hancock. She's really dope. I think she's from the Bay Area, but she's really dope. Got a really hot song I got. I like. Make sure you check me out. Like I said, popolitikin at com. Social media is uh, popolitikin. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Got a Facebook page, Facebook group. What else we got? Uh, Snapchat. I do affirmations, daily affirmations. So make sure you're checking out those. Anybody that wants to, uh, I got shirts for sale. Popol ticket shirts, Master Musha shirts. It's Black History Month right now. So you go to my Shopify, it's Popol ticket. Yeah, so we out here, man. Just uh, stay in touch. Like I said, I'll try to do this more often. I'm back now. Baby's born. So I'll talk about that a little later too. But baby's born. So getting in my groove, getting back into everything. So. Uh, like I said, appreciate everybody that's been rocking with me since 2008. 
know I got some loyal listeners out there. Shout out to my peoples. I holla. Popolitikin.com Ticket.com, your home for self-help tip-hop. Make sure you go on Spotify or on Apple, Google Play, type in Popol Ticket, listen to some of our interviews since 2008. 1-2-1-2, I'm in place to be with Jane Hancock. How you doing? I'm good, and yourself? I'm great. So, 
I kind of know why you call yourself Jane Hancock, but let me know why you call yourself Jane Hancock. I know it got something to do with writing, um, right? So she has a writer, yes, right? It yeah, does. yeah, yeah. It does. I um maybe probably about five, six years ago, I wanted to just change my name into something that fit what I was really doing at the time, and that was songwriting. So, um, you know, the whole thing with John Hancock, you know, the pretty pin, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know, and the signature, I wanted to make it a female kind of twang to it. So that's where Jane Hancock came from. And what was your names before? It was my real name. It was Riot Nicole. My name is Mariah. Okay. So that's what, you know, I was going by. All right. Nothing special. So, um, look at your background. <laughs> I just want to know, what you from Oakland, right? I was growing up in Oakland. Yeah, so I was born in Oakland, raised in Richmond. Um, it was It was cool. I mean... I was a kid, you know, I had a real childhood, you know, it was very urban, of course, but um, it was fun for the most part. You know, my mom kept me in like activities. She kept me in church. She kept me um, always doing something with art. So whether it was drawing, playing instruments, singing, whatever, like she always kept me just grounded in like just art period. And um, it was good for me because I mean, of course, you know, just in the cities that I grew up in and, I, you know, that I was around, it was just a lot of like, um, it was limited opportunities to really get out, especially, you know, um, in Richmond. When I lived in Richmond, it was really like, if you get out of Richmond, it's like dope, you know what I'm saying? Because there's so much going on and, um, you know, it's tight knit, but it's a lot of stuff, you know, just like every ghetto, you know, every hood. It's, you know, it's always like that. But so I thought um, people from Richmond, California. Hey, Master P. Um, there. Mr. Um, P? You Master said Master P? P? Yeah, he's from Richmond, California. I mean, he's always yeah, shout out he, Richmond, yeah. California. I think that's where I know he yes, was always talking um, about the baby. And he always rap about Richmond, California. He hustled in Richmond for sure. I think he, like, he started his music out here for sure. And, mm-hmm. you know, just with the whole independent circuit. Um, he was out here for sure. Yep. So, uh, um, let's know about your background, like how long you been in music and what got you really into it. Man, I've been singing since I was like, yeah, yeah, like, like I've been singing since I was three Mm. and then, um, really kind of like right out of high school, I started writing music. So that was like a few years back too, but, um, I've been, I've been doing music like forever and um i started really kind of getting into it um you know in high school and then like going right out of high school i started really like i knew i wanted to be in the industry and i knew i wanted to like you know just have my music uh heard everywhere and heard just i knew i wanted to just touch people with that alone so um i've been doing it like right out of high school and then I saw you, you, you work with uh, Adrian Marcel. Yeah, we were best friends in, um, in high school. We grew up in high school together and we had a band and everything like that. So it was, it was fun. And then you helped write songs on that album you came out with? Um, say it one more time. I said you, you helped write some songs on that album that he came out with? That My Life album? Yeah, I, um, 
absolutely. I wrote on seven days a week, week after next, um, GMFU. I wrote um, on all of his projects. Me and him work like very close together. And then it's crazy because he produces a lot of my stuff. Mm. So, um, you know, we kind of just switch roles with each other. Yeah, because he got a song I really like that. Um, he said that one time he'd be like, you made a nigga feel like he's something. If you take my life, loving you is easy. <laughs> hey, that's my shit right there. <laughs> I didn't know him, but I, I used to like that song. That's I love like, that song. Like, that but that was, that's my jam right there. Man. Tell him I said, what's up? <laughs> and then you work yeah, with Rafael nah, Sadiq too? <laughs> you end up working with Rafael yeah, Sadiq? Yeah, yes. Yes, he's like a, um, he's still today a, a huge mentor for me. Um, you know, we just, he just took a liking to me, I think, because, you know, I'm from where he's from. You know, I was, you know, in Oakland and I'm from just that, you know, era of just the next generation. I think he really just took to that and he just kind of took me in immediately. And um, we've been rocking ever since. So how is the scene out there in Oakland right now? I know, like you said, it's a new wave coming out. It is. It is. It's 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 a dope. Um, I feel like for a minute, um, I don't know. I think everything is just a um, season and, you know, everything transition and everything, you know, everything's with transition and I think it's just a new wave of artists that are, you know, emerging, um, from Oakland, from the Bay period. That's just super dope. And, um, I'm glad to be a part of this wave, um, going on. You know, a lot of us are independent. A lot of us are doing our own thing and really kind of making waves for ourselves. Just, um, being that just independent, doing our own thing and, you know, keeping everything original and we're trendsetters. So, um, I'm happy to be a part of the new wave that's going on. Yeah. You know I'm saying, so how would you describe your music to the people? Cause I was going to say, would you say you're a singer, rapper, how do you describe your music? Um, I would just say I'm an artist, you know, mm. like I'm an entity. Um, I want to be, I want to go down as one of the greats or just great in my own right. I'll say that. So, um, you know, I look up to the Pharrells and the Missy Elliott's and the Esther Deans and, and the Raphael Sadiq's and um, just those people who knew how to do more than one thing and um, just capitalized on every part of their gift. And um, that's what I want to do. You know, I sing, I write, I produce. Um, I do whatever I can, you know, just to kind of get myself out there. And what do you love about music the most? Say it one more time. I'm sorry. What, what do you love about music the most? Um, I would say for me, it's a form of therapy because I'm not somebody, I don't know if it's because of how I grew up or where I grew up, you know, people didn't express themselves and express their vulnerability like that just on a daily. And um, music for me is that outlet to really say what I want to say and express what I want to express without anybody judging me. Um, most of the time I'm recording by myself in my room or in a room and um, it's just me and the mic and the computer. <laughs> so um, 
I think that's just my outlet for just being able to, you know, express myself without any judgment. And I like that 90s love, too. Yeah, yeah, I love 90s love. Yeah, I see the sample. You got Super that, uh, that, that Janae sample. That's in there, my I love. Lo- that's one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, I heard it. It's tight, <laughs> tight. So, so I would say, so what are your <laughs> other current projects you're working on? Because I know when I go to Spotify, that's the number one song that came up, 90s love. But just talk about some of your mixtapes, any of your projects you came out with. Yeah, I mean, um, I came out with the, well, my first mixtape ever was Truth Be Told, and then the second one was Truth Explains a Lot, Um, and then I came out with the series. I came out with the Where's Jane series one, 1.5, two, and then I had um, a summer project. I want to give people something new every season, so I'm going to be dropping a winter project. Um, called In My Feelings um, this year. And then top of the year, I have a project with DJ Fresh coming out that's super, super dope. And then uh, I was reading, so you saying you, it sounded like I was reading your bio, so you're a ghostwriter too? You do ghostwriting? Um, say it one more time. You do ghostwriting? Um, yeah, I mean... I'm the type of writer where I don't have to say I wrote it. You know, I just, you know, the credit and the check will speak for itself. <laughs> so, you know, I've written on a lot of things. <laughs> I've written on a lot of things and I've, you know, I've written, you know, here and there for people and um, it's just dope. You know, I don't, I don't like to rain on people parade. I let them, you know, however they want to brand and promote their music, I do it, but it's dope to be a part. What I'm saying, do you, does at least your inner circle know? Because no, that'd be kind of funny if like somebody jammed to a song and they, you, they, you wrote it and they don't even know you wrote it. Or do the inner circle know who wrote it? Oh yeah, for sure. Like uh, uh, definitely the inner circle knows. And then like when I um do have meetings and stuff like that, of course you know it's good for my resume. So um it's you know it's dope you know. But I'm not somebody who has to say um yeah you know. I wrote that, you know, it's cool. Like I give, you know, being a writer, I guess, like for me, it's not about me being in the forefront. I just want to be a part of something great and I want to do something great. So um, that's, you know, how I kind of attack that. You know, are you with a label now? Um, Right now I'm signed to myself, Big Mama ENT. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm definitely, you know, there's, I'm talking to some people, so we'll see, you know, we'll see what the future holds. Speaking of the future, what do you see your, yourself like five years from now? Wow, I see myself touring. I see myself definitely just having more of a foot in the door, with, you know, in the industry, because I'm still considered new. Um, so I just... I definitely consider myself, you know, putting my stamp on, you know, music. I don't know what that is, but I know that I'm going to put my flavor in it. And I feel like people are going to gravitate towards it. Okay. And I would say, what are some of your interests outside of music? I like movies. I like theme parks. I like to hang with my friends. Um, 
I'm heavy in like my church when I'm home. I'm, I love to, you know, be with just my people. I love, I, honestly, I just love being with my people. What's your favorite movies? I love scary movies. Mm. <laughs> I love scary movies. I went to go see it last night. Matter of fact, I love just, I love a good scary movie. What's the scariest movie you saw? Ooh, I think the scariest movie I saw was Get Out because I feel like it was so real. Yeah. It was so like I couldn't, yeah. to like what can really happen. Like this ain't no scary movie. This is a reality yeah. movie. <laughs> right. For real. It was pretty scary too though. It had me jumping a lot last night. So I wanna I wanna know, uh this uh we're gonna go over some advice right quick. So first thing I just wanna give uh what is some good life advice you receive that you wanna share with the listeners? Just on living. Um yeah. I feel like one that I keep with me all the time is to always be a student and never feel like you're um to anything to learn, too grown, too old, too up there, too down there. Um, always learn and always be a student to life or in life, and you'll forever grow and get better and progress. So I'm always learning. I'm all. I never feel like I'm. I've made it to anywhere. I'm always trying to learn to get better. And what's some good like um, advice as far as music industry that you learned? Um, learn to make decisions and be comfortable with it. Um, this industry can be overwhelming sometimes to where you have to, you know, sometimes you're just saying yes, 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 yes. It's always good to be able to walk away from something and be comfortable with that. So yeah. All right. And what what do you say? What's next for you right now? What's next for me is I'm gonna definitely keep making music. Um, I have show dates coming up, which is dope. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm you know honestly, this is just not really a race for me. It's a marathon, so I'm gonna just keep the music coming and keep you know I'm gonna keep being consistent with what I'm doing. And what would you like to say to your fans and supporters? I would just honestly like to say I appreciate it. Um, wherever you guys are, I appreciate you just for supporting and showing love and actually feeling where I'm coming from. That means a lot to me. And um, it's just the beginning. Anybody just not hearing about you, let them know why should they check you out and follow you. Hmm. If you want to really feel something, then check me out. You know, I'm not here to um, make you feel um, good, bad, whatever. But I, I, I guarantee I'm going to make you feel something. So, um, you know, check me out. I want to say thanks for coming through politics with me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no doubt. You got I'm any... sorry my service is lucky. <laughs> yeah, we good, though. I think it still came out good. You got anybody you want to uh, shout out? It's any all good. Instagram, I appreciate anything? you so much for having me. Yeah, no doubt. You got any, um, yeah, tell me your Instagram, any shout outs? Um, 
man, shout out to my team, shout out to my supporters, and shout out to you guys, um, you know, just for rocking with me, for real. The Poe Politicking Show is brought to you by Audible. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, Audible is great for any continuous learner wanting to grow and expand their knowledge and insight. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash P-O audio and get an audiobook of your choice free with a 30-day trial. After the trial, your paid membership will begin at $14.95 per month. With your membership, you will receive one credit every month. Good for an audiobook on Audible. Cancel before your trial ends and you will not be charged. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash P-O audio and download a free audiobook by Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Napoleon Hill, Les Brown, Damon John, and more. Always remember that knowledge is power.